Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And this is part two of our interview with Brittany Williams. And we are going to be talking with her about types three, four, five, six, and seven, and how they can live a more empowered life, but also how they empower others. Brittany is a clinical therapist, so a mental health therapist, and she is also a yoga teacher and an Enneagram 8 and just a fabulous friend of mine. So I'm so excited that you're going to get to hear all of her wisdom. And I also wanted to let you know that you're going to get to hear a little bit about her work as a therapist, what it's like to be an Enneagram 8. It's just a really fun episode. So thanks for joining us and tuning in. Brittany, I know that you are a clinically trained therapist, so tell me about how the Enneagram helps you in your work as a therapist. Well, so I really heard about the Enneagram as I was going through my training as a therapist, and Mm -hmm. uh, one of my colleagues in my internship was, she just kind of offered to do the assessment on all of us, and so I'm like, yeah, sure, like, I'm totally open to this. And I remember her like being like, you're an eight. I've no, never, she, she goes, I've never seen one of these before. <laughs> I've seen one of these. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what does it mean? And, um, but then as she started to explain it to me, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this resonates with me so deeply, like more so than any other, like we had done all the um, Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff Strength before. Finder, all the different yeah. Ways. So yeah. I was like, oh, interesting. Like, could not if tell you for the life of me what my Myers-Briggs is. Like, Same. not a clue. But the second that she was, like, telling me about the eight, I was like, oh, that, that is me. Like, this was written about me. And so one of the – she had the Enneagram Institute cards. So it's, like, one word, like, 90 cards. I think it's 10 – words for each mm-hmm. type you pull out your cards that resonate with you most and so it ended up one of the cards was empowering and so as we were kind of talking through what the eight looked like and what it meant and of course a bunch of the other therapists there were twos and I you know I'm like am I gonna be a bad therapist because I'm not a two <laughs> because obviously all these yeah. wonderful therapists are two twos but we were talking about how eights can really have strong boundaries around not needing to be the one who like fixes the client or um, is responsible. Like we can kind of put it back in their hands and not take on that need to be the one to to fix or change and mm-hmm. to be able to say like I trust you to do now that's my healthy eight mm-hmm. I'm, you know and it can be hard sometimes but I find it helpful to be able to say like I'm not the one who's responsible for fixing this or you know changing everything about your life I'm just going to help support and empower you to be able to do it for yourself because I trust you to be able to do that. And I think it's really because that message to me is really Mm -hmm. important. Like someone being like, I trust you to do this. Mm -hmm. And so being able to 
have that boundary. And I, I see lots of therapists who get super burnout very quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you've heard this word. You can't work harder than the client. Yeah. And yeah. so, but there are lots of therapists who try and who will, it's like, and as a yoga teacher too, and as a yoga practitioner, there are some things that you, you can try as hard as you can and you still will never... I was talking about this with tree pose. You can try your hardest in tree pose and you're going to snap because you're so tense and like trying and like really the key is like relax a little bit Mm -hmm. and like soften into Mm -hmm. it. And it's like we can try, try, try our best to lift our client out of, you know, anxious thoughts, but it, it doesn't matter how hard we try. Like really the power is within them. Yeah. And so being able to, real, especially because I work with kids, it can be really overwhelming sometimes when I start to think about, well, they spend one hour with me a week, and then they go live the rest of their lives out in the world where I have no real say or impact or, you know, power. And mm-hmm. it you start to, I start to feel sometimes overwhelmed by the thought of how powerless I am Mm -hmm. around creating change in their lives and you just can't really do this job and think that way because it will you'll just burn out so quickly so you have to just trust that what you're doing in that time Mm -hmm. is effective and Mm -hmm. is planting a seed at the very least that might not grow for a long time from now but there's something powerful happening and just because I don't know if my kids are eating three square meals a day I don't know what the interaction with caregiver at home is going to be like when Mm -hmm. they come home I don't know that their teacher is not gonna yell and scream at them when they get dysregulated in the classroom I mean I can't and I can't control any of that and so I have to really be able to let go of it and I think that eight in me is is able to do that by reframing that empowerment piece yeah well said I I also think one of the things about eights that's really powerful as a therapist is that they're comfortable with anger often. And so they can sit in the room with clients who have a lot of anger and not be intimidated. So like early on Mm -hmm. when I started my work as a therapist, I remember feeling very intimidated by some of the eights anger. Now that also was a cue for me that I needed to work on my own anger. And I will say like the more I befriend my own anger, work on it, embrace it, acknowledge it, the better I am to help eights. But I also think when you were talking about, you know, strengths of eights and twos and different personalities as therapists, I mean, the thing is, therapy really can be a fit. And sometimes, like, there's different numbers might be able to um, help different people better. But generally, it's just about how healthy the number is. Like, it's not really about what your number is it's about you know how healthy you are Mm -hmm. as your number and um so i think that i have had to get healthier in order to help eights but i do think that is a superpower of an eight that they can sit in the room 
with people who are strong and intimidating and not be intimidated by it. And I think that that's beautiful. Um, and that's something that others of us can learn from. Well, I'm like kind of laughing as you're saying that because I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I work with elementary age kids and I work with a lot of young boys mm-hmm. and I have, you know, a lot of them struggle with emotional regulation because they never learn the skills of how to regulate their emotions. And a lot of them are taught that anger is not an acceptable emotion, Mm -hmm. even though a lot of them live in homes. And I I can say this also as someone who lived in a home where there was a lot of high emotional expression, but Mm -hmm. not a lot of skills around um, conflict resolution or healthy emotional expression. So it was like Mm -hmm. big explosion, everybody goes in their corners, Mm -hmm. pretend it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Wait our way through until the next one, big explosion. And so um, I can really empathize with the, you know, these are kids who are like, maybe, you know, when they get so dysregulated and they have no idea, they're like blacking out, like they, their brain, upstairs and downstairs brain, is one of my things I love. I teach my kids about it, and that's kind of how I talk about their... Um, Did you explain that for our listeners? Yes. Upstairs and downstairs yes. brain? Yes. Yeah. So, downstairs brain, the bottom part of our brain, is kind of what we're born with, and it helps to keep us safe. So, it's our fight, fight, freeze. Um, it is, I tell my kids this, it's why babies cry when they're hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't teach them that. We don't teach... Nobody teaches us how to breathe or um, how our heart beats, but it's just those natural kind of reactions that we have to keep ourselves alive. And then as we get older, we start to develop what um, it's Dan Siegel. I think he initially came Mm -hmm. up with this kind of language. Um, Our upstairs brain, which is our thinking brain and helps us make good decisions and helps kind of keep us out of that flight, fight, freeze, and fawn reaction and so that we can respond rather than react. Mm -hmm. And really what we know is that that part of our brain isn't really finished developing till we're 26. Which is similar to the age that the Enneagram Enneagram. would say that the personality develops. They say that it develops Mm -hmm. somewhere in 25, 26, 27, that that's when your personality fully develops. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of these kids... What we know is that as, as we grow, adults help us build the connection between our upstairs and our downstairs brain. So when a kid doesn't feel safe, an adult can help them co-regulate and kind of empathize with them. Hey, I know this is scary. Let's take some deep breaths. That starts to build that connection between upstairs and downstairs brain so that every time they get dysregulated, they can use their thinking brain. Okay, let me calm down. Let me take some deep breaths then I can get back online and problem solve. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of kids, and I would say myself included as a child, didn't really learn how to reconnect the upstairs and the downstairs. So every time that we felt or feel unsafe, we go into fight, flight, freeze or fawn and for a kid at a school that can look like turning a desk over or cussing out a teacher or punching a friend and they and a lot of adults who don't know about this about 
brain development in children, which is, and a lot of teachers don't. They're not taught this, Mm -hmm. um, which is just crazy to me, but, um, and a lot of teachers do know it because they've sought out this information and um, want to know how to handle, you know, these things, but um, they see it as a child being difficult or, quote, attention-seeking, which I'm like, well, if they're attention-seeking, they need attention. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a whole, that's a whole other conversation, but, um, or... I think sometimes as adults we think, well, this kid's just trying to make my life harder. And, you know, I just have never met a kid who really wanted to make their life harder for their adult. Mm -hmm. Um, They truly just want to be loved and protected and and seen and understood. And But when they're in that downstairs brain because they don't feel safe, they don't know how to get in a place where they can make the connection mm-hmm. because most adults then get dysregulated themselves right and escalate mm-hmm. the dysregulation and then that adult and kid no longer have that safety between them and so then that adult might become a trigger mm-hmm. um and so it's just kind of this like self-fulfilling prophecy hamster wheel of just poor skills and, um, you know, emotionally dysregulated people, like, triggering each other and pushing lots of buttons. And so, um, back to your original question, I I have kids who come in my room and, um, whether I am like, you know, hey, it's time for us to go, we need to clean up our toys, or... Um, no, you cannot take Spider-Man figuring home with you today or whatever. And then they become dysregulated very quickly, um, laying on the floor, screaming, kicking. And you're right. I'm like, okay, hey, you seem really upset right now. I understand it's super disappointing to not be able to take the toys home. I totally get it. I know that's hard. Mm-hmm. Can we try to take some breaths? And sometimes they'll... Uh, it's, it's really cute. Sometimes I'll have my kids, we do this like five finger breathing and I'll mm-hmm. see them. They're like so mad that they're like tracing their finger along their other hand, like, and they're like, okay, this Brittany, I'm ready. <laughs> and I love seeing that. But sometimes it's 15 minutes of yeah. like them just absolutely losing their minds. And I am, I just really am like, sit there in it with them and I don't ever shame them for it I don't ever in in my home it was a lot of you better get it together right now you need to lock it up what Mm -hmm. what are you doing you know get it together Mm -hmm. you're embarrassing me Mm -hmm. or we don't act like this Mm -hmm. it's selfish Mm -hmm. you're making it all about yourself yeah don't be selfish yeah that's what I heard um or you know this is not how a we have manners you weren't raised in a barn this is not how we act Mm-hmm. Um, which is to say, we don't have emotions except when we're at home and they're explosive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't take this outside the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really try to validate, like, when you're six, it is hard that your, you know, your therapist or whoever doesn't let you take the toy home. Yeah. You love this toy, you want it. And, you know, it, it stinks. Like, and... That's an emotion that we mm-hmm. all feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
and it's totally valid. And I can set the boundary of, hey, you, you can play with it next time. Miss Brittany's coming to pick you up again next week. You can absolutely play with this toy. It will be here when you come back. Mm -hmm. um, and I and we can't take it home. Mm -hmm. And I understand that you really want to. Yeah. And I think as I'm, as kids, they are just needing that validation mm -hmm. of this anger or sadness or whatever you're feeling is really real. And yeah, as an eight who is really in touch with my anger, I can be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Like it is, mm -hmm. um, totally valid that you're feeling yeah. angry right now. Yeah. I mean, I've had kids come in session and not speak to me the whole time. Um, and just <laughs> literally walk around my room, like, you know, just kind of, kick a chair, but, like, not hard. Just, like, kind of tap it and then look at me. Like, what's she going to do? Mm -hmm. And it's this, like, testing of, like, is she going to lose it on me? regulated, yeah. Because I'm in, I mean, I've had several of my boys, well, and some, some of my girls um, do this. And they're all, they, I've never had one really just go off and destroy my room in, like, an uncontrollable way. Mm -hmm. It's been interesting. It's always very controlled, and they're always looking back to me. And there have been times, <laughs> probably a month ago, I had one kid who, like, was about to start flipping my table over. And I said, hey, buddy, we're not going to flip Miss Brittany's table today. It's okay for you to feel mad. Uh, you can kick the leg of the table if you'd like, but we're not going to flip my table. Mm -hmm. Stop doing it. Because he's, you know, I'm, like, setting the boundary. Like, you can feel mad, and here's some, you know, I'm going to allow you within this, you know. At, and I always tell them, number one rule, I keep you safe. My job is to keep you safe. So I'm like, mm -hmm. flip of the table, not safe. If you want to kick your foot into the leg of that table, go on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but they're, I think, testing me of, like, how how far can I go before she she loses it on me and before she rejects me. Mm -hmm. And I just really try to never, you know, reject them for that behavior and to let them express it within kind of the safe boundaries. And usually the session after that or at the end of that session are always like the best because then they're like, oh, okay, so she's not going to kick me out of here or mm -hmm. call my mom or whatever because I had a little outburst. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives us that, you know, connection and rapport. Mm -hmm. So, but, yeah, it's I think it, that is helpful. I've never thought about that before, but you're totally right. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of thoughts. So um, I think a superpower of innate is being comfortable in discomfort and, you know, to see a child either acting out or seeking attention not in a positive way and staying in that space, I think, would be very difficult, you know, because the initial, I think, for most people, let me fix it. Mm -hmm. And just to be in that discomfort, I truly do think that's a superpower of an eight. And also, um, remember that your era of health is a two. Mm -hmm. So eight moves into a helper space in a healthy um, in, in, in a healthy environment. So, you know, I think you get the best of both worlds in, in terms of being a therapist. You have the eight and mm -hmm. you have the power of the two. So that's something to think about. But yeah. I have a fun question for you. So mm -hmm. Christy and I talked about this uh, quite a bit. If you could be another Enneagram number, 
which one would you be? And if you are like, eight is it, and there's nothing better, that is A-okay as well. Well, I did think I'm like, uh, eight, obviously, because we're the best. Obviously. <laughs> but I think that I could really use um, a one's energy sometimes, because I think that they just have this kind of self-discipline that I lack as an eight mm-hmm. at times. Because, and I don't know, I think it's some of my eight. I kind of think my dad is an eight a little bit. And sometimes we have this energy of, like, the rules don't apply to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because our rules are better. Mm-hmm. Like, we have rules. Mm-hmm. They're just our rules mm-hmm. because they make the most sense. And it's going to be, like, the best way to do things. And those other rules, um, just, we'll, we'll forget those. I'm a big ask forgiveness rather than permission kind of person. Mm. But then I'm like, girl, you still got to do your taxes, you know, and I know that I always feel better, like, when I've made my bed every morning and when I clean the kitchen at night before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And, like, that discipline of um, just taking care of myself, it feels almost like a a self-care kind of thing of getting the things done that just have to be mm-hmm. done, um, that when I don't, they add stress to my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think the discipline of a one would be where I would want to go. If I wasn't an eight, mm-hmm. um, I could use someone. Of course, Kat <laughs> loves that. <laughs> 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 All right, let's um let's look at our our threes, our yeah. achievers. Um, anybody want to jump in? So, I the way that threes I think can inspire us is helping us with this worth work ethic. And I was thinking about Della Wheeler, and mm-hmm. um, I sh- attended one of her workshops, and we wrote like a mission statement about ourselves and I'm like if you want to find your your mission and like write it down Mm -hmm. and have it be really drilled down to like your true like passion Mm -hmm. and mission like ask a three because she was so good at really being able to draw that out and um so that was my immediate thought when I was thinking about about the threes was how they can really help us to to find that Mm -hmm. um that goal-oriented work ethic. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree, and maybe my view of that, maybe it's generational. I'm 44, and I am a big fan of work your ass off, and it's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Or maybe it's cultural, because I come from Russia, and for me, American Dream does have this, this aspiration that is, if you work hard, you shall achieve. So if you have mm-hmm. a goal, whatever it is, you have to work hard. Nothing is going to be given to you unless you are, you know, born with a silver spoon in your mouth or you're independently wealthy. The reality of life is if you want something, you have to work for it. And that to me, I love a three for that. You know, be okay with working hard. Mm-hmm. It, it sometimes is a reality of life and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. You have to show up and you have to bust your ass. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think when I was younger, I used to kind of have this like mantra that I, I had learned from somebody to kind of stay off the radar. 
Yeah. And, um, and I think that that actually hurt me in a lot of ways. And now being married to a three, like mm-hmm. he and other threes encouraged me to get on the radar a little bit, to show mm-hmm. up in the world, to be successful, to like that it's okay to self-promote in some yeah. ways. Like, you know, and I, I haven't done those sort of things until I was like in my late 30s. Now I'm in my early 40s. But I didn't do that sort of stuff until I got much older. And I wish mm-hmm. I had, I wish my younger self had known it's okay to show up in the world. It's okay to like put yourself out there. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to stay off the radar. And so I think that's what I've learned from a three. Um, so on the flip side, we all have ways we could be more empowered. What would you say for the threes? I was thinking getting out of the achievement and into the feeling. And instead of trying to rack up the checks off the list or the awards or, you know, whatever the achievements are as a sense of self to get more into, like, how does it feel when I do this, like, activity? Like, is it just, I mean, even in yoga, you can see the ones who are like, all right, I got it. Warrior two checked off the list. Reverse checked off the list. Extended side angle checked off the list. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, how many poses can I get in this class? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. well, what, what, what does it feel like when you're in extended side angle? Like, and take five breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, and letting go of having to achieve mm-hmm. and crossings off of the list and feeling like that was the purpose of what you were doing. Um, and I kind of written down like, you know, eventually the facade is going to crack at some point. So like, why not make it on your own terms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody can keep up with that forever. And so, you know, just let it go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that opinion and perspective. That's three leaning into their four wing, you know, get in touch with your feelings and ride the feeling. And I'm going to add to that from a little bit of a different, um, different direction as in enjoy the process. Yeah. So it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I know it kind of sounds really cheesy, but I think for a three, it really can give them a lot of mileage into feeling empowered when they can learn how to enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. It's fine for you, you know, don't change who you are. And if there's goals and if you need to achieve them, do that. But enjoy the process of achieving Mm -hmm. that goal. Mm -hmm. Savor that piece instead of being basking into, okay, I got there, what's next? Mm -hmm. Like savor the piece of getting there. Yeah. Mm So this morning, my husband is a three, and this morning I walked down the stairs with my daughter, Isabel, to the kitchen thinking, okay, what am I going to make her for breakfast? And there was like a small white bag sitting on the kitchen counter. I feel emotional right now. And my husband had like gone to the the coffee shop, bought two blueberry muffins, Mm -hmm. brought them back to the kitchen and left them for both of us. That is a three slowing down, Mm -hmm. right? Like, instead of, like, oh, I've got to go, you know, off to work and be Mm -hmm. successful and be productive. Like, he thought about both of us. He slowed down. He took, yeah, I felt so cared Mm -hmm. for. And I think, I think often threes can, like, be, like, and my husband has been guilty of this in the past. Like, got to get to work, got to be there early, got to prove myself and my worth because there's that fear of failure and so they, like, compensate for, for that by working way too hard. 
But instead, like, he slowed down, he took care of himself by going to get something for himself, and then he went out of his way to drop something off for us. Mm-hmm. Man, that is a three in a good space. So I just, like, mm-hmm. have that word of commendation for my husband, mm-hmm. but for all threes. Um, but let's move to our fours. Well, and I just want to say I love that he did it without needing to, like, be like, hey, honey, I there I left something for you downstairs. Yeah, like, it didn't yeah. need to be any kind of, like, yeah, he didn't need, a, you know, brownie points or whatever for it. It was like, I'm just going to do this because I know how it will make my mm-hmm. wife feel, and it can just yeah. be what it is mm-hmm. without, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't even text me. It was just downstairs. Mm-hmm. So sweet. All right, so our fours, either one of you start. <laughs> So here's what I think about fours, and, you know, I've said it before, fours are a unique unicorn creature when, I, you know, when it comes to me, like, it's a lot, like, emotions are a whole another beast for me, but here's how I think they can empower all of us, and um, I'm dealing right now with, you know, having a 15-year-old feeling like she sometimes doesn't fit in, or how she... Um, you know, is a black sheep and my oneness really struggles with helping her. And I feel like, shit, if I just had a four right here, right now, they would be like, it's okay. Me too. I feel like I don't fit in and I feel like I'm a sore thumb and it's cool. It's fine. You can ride that way. And that to me is such a gift that a four can offer and empower all of us that sometimes it just is. You feel like a misfit and you feel like you're odd men out and you can still move along and live your best life and it won't be there forever. Mm-hmm. That, boy, that to me is it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking about, um, there's a video, it's set to Brene Brown's speaking, but mm-hmm. there's an illustration of the bear going down into the hole with the fox who is, um, and basically, you know, the fox is down there with all of its really big emotions. And instead of, she says, like, the, you know, hollering down into the hole, hey, what's up down there? You doing okay? You know, the empathetic bear crawls down and says like hey I'm here with you like Mm -hmm. we're you know Mm -hmm. I'm here Mm -hmm. and like when we are in the shit of Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. the fours are the ones who crawl down in the hole and are like I see you Mm -hmm. like I Mm -hmm. am here with you I see you um and we can we can just sit here like Mm -hmm. we're good um one of my former co-workers she's a therapist her name's Beth Zumwalt she's amazing she's a four and makes this it's such an excellent clinician because I think she is so empathetic and is like really able to just sit in that emotion of like yeah mm-hmm. we're and let's just we're just sit here and I'm good you know yeah. with sitting with you in this hole yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same. Um, I'm not going to say much about that because y'all said it well, but yeah, the fours help us to feel and that Mm -hmm. empowers us. They go into the dark feelings. They climb into the hole, like you said, and I just, I think we need that. So the flip side of the fours is that they, you know, have ways that they could be a little bit more empowered. So um, any thoughts on that? What do you think? 
turning down the volume of self-comparison and negative thoughts. Like, that that volume's always pretty high for a four. It's just like, oh my gosh, the grass is greener somewhere else. I could be better than I am right now. I could live in a better city. I could have maybe a better girlfriend. You know, everything could always be better. And so, you know, so they think a lot, even though they're really great at going into, like, the pain they, they can think negatively about themselves, mm-hmm. like that inner critic shows up mm-hmm. as like, you know, I'm not as great as Brittany, mm-hmm. or I'm not as great mm-hmm. as Kat, and, um, mm-hmm. and so I think like just turning down the volume mm-hmm. um, of like negative self-thoughts, but also um, comparing themselves can be really helpful for mm-hmm. a four, and that can help them to live a more empowered life of, you know, because they are very authentic, so just allowing themselves to like buy into the authentic, special, unique person that they are mm-hmm. instead of being apologetic about being mm-hmm. special and unique. Yeah. So that's my thought yeah. for four. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking kind of, you know, to play off of that a little bit of recognizing like the power of community rather mm-hmm. than the individual mm-hmm. and really getting into that empathetic space of, oh, I'm not the only one who's ever had these feelings. Mm-hmm. Lots of people maybe are in my boat or look at this community that I can work with and kind of using their creativity um, to really create equity for their community rather than moving on to the next thing that might be better or brighter or whatever or um, thinking, I'm just, it's just me and all this, nobody understands me or gets me, like, Mm -hmm. looking out into creating community around that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. I agree. I think a fork would feel empowered by either learning or surrounding themselves with people who are kind of more doers, not feelers. Mm -hmm. So getting their, you know, helping them get more organized or putting forward whatever their, you know, thoughts or creations are and actually, like, birthing them into a real tangible thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you you know, if you're an artist, actually helping you not just, you know, put your art out there and sell your art maybe. Or if you're a writer, publishing that, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that work and publishing that book. So I think just either learning how to you know, kind of push your creative baby out to live in the life or having somebody help you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that I can do hard things is definitely a mantra the Mm -hmm. four needs. And so what you're saying is they need more of that one. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to be Mm -hmm. more organized and that's going to empower them. I love Mm -hmm. that. Okay, so our fives, our observer or investigator. Well, I think I already mm-hmm. talked about really the five a little bit with like helping empower us through knowledge, mm-hmm. like teaching us mm-hmm. um, and giving us those granular details that we can really take and use. So mm-hmm. that's that's where I love a five is like teach us, teach us our history, teach yeah. us what we need to know, teach mm-hmm. us the facts. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be really empowering. I would also say about fives, um, and this is just actually about an eight, with you being an eight, I can see the two and the five in you, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to say so it's much. so interesting like, so to much. see how, how powerful the arrows are, mm-hmm. because as we've been talking today, like that five is showing up, that two is showing up, I just, I think that that's, I mean, we're going to do a whole nother episode on the arrows, but I think that's powerful. Um, 
So often for fives, like I um, encourage them when I'm their counselor to connect to their physical body um, because I think that that's going to help them to show up um, in the world. Mm -hmm. Like once they start to connect to their physical body, they they become more confident like an eight. Mm -hmm. And they also um, just become more creative like a four. Like And then they can go out into the world when they have a little bit more of that confidence and and truly live in the world. Mm -hmm. And so that, that would be like my offering of how to empower a five. Uh, you know, I I keep going back. I don't know why I'm on this soapbox of the environment we live in today. The, 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 the you know our times. Everybody seems now to have an opinion, and we know you know everybody's got an opinion. But so often, I think that people are just repeating what they've heard somebody else say and make it their opinion. Mm -hmm. And to me, if you're having an opinion, get informed. So if you're saying grass is red, I'm fine with that. But have you researched that grass could be red? Or have you heard somebody on TV tell you that? Mm -hmm. Because if that's just somebody on TV, well, then you're just a parrot repeating what somebody else has said. So if if you talk about it, know about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just how, where I feel like a five. Because if five's talking about it, they know about it. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. Do your research. Yeah. Be informed. Um, and so the other side... I'm not sure um, if I messed things up. No, I think I did. I started off on the how fives can empower us. But yeah, I said, that's good. And uh, I said, no, this it was is me perfect. that confused it. And but I, I said. I think we were going the other way first. So you went with, you were correct. I, I messed it up. But what I was, no. what I missed is actually what you said is getting out. The way fives can be empowered, I think, is getting out of their heads and into their bodies mm -hmm. and observe rather than judging and trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. I think when they can do that, they can feel more empowered. And then on the flip side, they can empower others by teaching us, sharing information, all that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's yeah. my synthesized five answer. I love that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, so for me, I, what I put down as the flip side, is they encourage the rest of us to read, to turn inward, to be lifelong learners, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that that is, is a way that they empower me mm -hmm. at least. Mm -hmm. Even though I will own, I the only real five I have in my life is my Enneagram coach. Mm -hmm. And I picked him I because I don't him. have any any fives mm -hmm. in my life. So I'm learning mm -hmm. from him. I have, I have had clients who are fives. But I don't have, like, actual friends that I hang out with. So, um, you know, but that's the way that I'm learning from five is five clients. And then my Enneagram coach, Jerry Wagner, who was fabulous. <laughs> A little shout-out for him. <laughs> All right, so, Kat, finish up your last one about so how they could be. So, for me, a five could be more empowered just allowing... I guess like the messy, emotional, I want to hold your hand kind of part of life next to them. Mm. So basically just being more social and letting people in and spending time, you know, maybe on trivial things, but they're still human things, mm -hmm. would give you what you need to really like. Just just be up to 100%. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our six, so our um, loyalist 
what comes up for us when we think about our, our six and how they might, let's start with empower others. How might they empower others? I just think a six teaches us how to truly be a community. So we are so, I feel, isolated, you know, in our little pods, in our little lives, and we just have the blinders all, and it just, you know, this is my life and this is what it is. And to actually be a part of the community is what a six teaches us and, mm -hmm. and how to be a true valuable part of the community not just you know for show how to show up mm -hmm. and and be a part of a whole I think is how they empower us yeah that's exactly what I was thinking we're stronger together mm -hmm. go farther together yeah and they really show us the, the value of that mm -hmm. yeah they live it so yeah yeah, just that they have spaces where they cultivate belonging and yeah. saying, you belong here. And that's just a really important thing. And I think we've lost a lot of that because of COVID. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. right now we're needing to find ways to foster that. Reconnect. Yeah, mm -hmm. to reconnect mm -hmm. for sure. All right, what about the other side of that? How could they be more empowered? Oh, you know, I think to be more hopeful in the future mm -hmm. you know that the the chicken little move, movie the sky is falling the sky is falling and the sky is actually not falling could it could it not I mean possibly but just embracing that things are going to turn out okay mm -hmm. everything's going to be all right you know do we have a crystal ball no none of us do but it 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 you know going back to yoga you know, worry is considered to be a suffering about what not, not even existing. Mm -hmm. So, and, and worrying about things, and we're all worrying, I worry myself, it, but it is putting yourself through suffering, unnecessary suffering that may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done, especially for a six, but I think that's how it can be empowered. Yeah, 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 that's what, basically what I put to you is not living in the fear 24 7 yeah i mean if you're gonna have like a worry time for a, a six maybe set aside like 10 minutes a day this is gonna be my mm -hmm. worry time mm -hmm. but the rest of, of the day i'm gonna try to live right yeah. i'm gonna try to embrace life and so setting limits with your fear i mean it can also be their superpower that they see things coming that the rest of us might not right. but they've got to be careful with not letting that keep them from the yeah. joy of life so yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I was thinking about learning to trust their, like, true inner wisdom and their mm -hmm. true intuition rather than, you know, maybe that monkey mind, mm -hmm. overthinking brain, but to really get grounded in that deep inner wisdom and intuition because they are so great at creating these communities and they... I think when they are in touch with themselves really can identify like what safety looks like mm -hmm. and how to create this safe space and community for people and like trusting that they can do that mm -hmm. um, and that they know what feels maybe what feels safe and what doesn't feel safe and facilitating that for others. Yeah. I think they can empower the other numbers when they do that. Beautiful. All right. Last one or seven? Last one, not least seven. <laughs> You're married to one. I'm married to one. So, <laughs> you know, seven truly, type sevens truly empower us by letting us 
Connect with inner child in the most beautiful, easygoing, carefree way because you could worry and life is tough, but a reminder that everything is a gift and everything is beautiful and just truly marvel and enjoy in the smallest things and the biggest things and just remember life is beautiful mm -hmm. you know above it all with the grime and stress and fear and worry first and foremost life is beautiful yes you know? i know have fun mm -hmm. like like the last like three nights isabel has become obsessed with like have y'all seen like the floor is lava or the uh -huh. freeze dance mm -hmm. songs that the top she has become obsessed and we have had so much fun. We've done like them for like 20 minutes a night where we're just like jumping on the bed. Oh, the floor is lava. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just so silly, but it's fun. And it's like embracing the seven. And I think that is when I become my best self is when I have fun like yeah. sevens do. And yeah. so, yeah, have, have the joy of life, the fun of life, be enthusiastic. I mean, sometimes they're called the enthusiasts because yeah. they know how to have fun and be enthusiastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so love that about them. Any thoughts, Brittany? I was thinking about kind of what I was talking about earlier, that invitation of like just for today, mm -hmm. try, and yeah. how they kind of push us out of our comfort zone of what we normally do, mm -hmm. and they invite us to try something new without the um, kind of high stakes because they're like, no, but there's something else around the corner if mm -hmm. this doesn't work, like, mm -hmm. you know. You don't have to stick with this. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll be on to the next if if you're ready to move on. And mm -hmm. so they invite us to, you know, just for today, mm -hmm. try something different on. And mm -hmm. I definitely need that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay, so last part of this, how could they be more empowered as sevens, as adventurers or enthusiasts? You know, I'm just looking at my marriage. I'm just going to say how lucky my husband is to be married to a <laughs> Where have I been all his life? I think what uh, what how a seven could feel um, empowered is just by somebody reminding them that, like, you have enough. You can stop. You can slow down. You can, you know, don't have to look for another fun thing or another best thing and maybe the simplest most mundane things in life are just as fun as exciting mm -hmm. you know so staying home with us is just as exciting as trying to go to the next invitation and you know the vacation that we're going to take is just is just as good and it's just as fun um, you know, if if we're not going around the world for 365 days, like yeah. that doesn't have to be that a week together, you know, somewhere is going to be just as wonderful. So just and, and I think once they embrace that, it's like all is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Well, no, I think that's great. I think um, also like. For sevens, I think that they push down pain and suffering, like oh, we've talked about in other podcasts. And I think that that's so connected to their shadow side of gluttony yeah. is that, like, because they're pushing down the pain and suffering, they end up being very gluttonous and yeah. numbing pain through 
like like you just said, the yeah. big trips, and maybe it's alcohol, and maybe it's shopping. It could be different for every seven. But when they get in touch with the pain and suffering and do like some real inner work, maybe they go to yoga school, who knows what it is. It's going to be different for each person. But when they do their inner work, then um, they become more grounded and they don't fall back on gluttony quite as much. And that could be true for all of us, right? Not just sevens. Like when we get in touch with our pain and suffering, we're not going to numb it as much. I know for me it can be eating too much. It can be my way to numb it. But like we all have those ways that we numb pain Mm -hmm. and suffering instead of feeling it. Mm -hmm. And then if we feel it, we're going to be, you know, showing up in the world in more empowered ways. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that would be my offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just said lots and lots of grounding and knowing that grounding doesn't mean you can't take risks or try new mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. but, you know, actually it might give you more kind of secure space to take those risks mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. And so um, finding the value in grounding, whether it's in like the physical body or relationships or um, whatever that is. And um you know, just knowing that that's not going to take away from the excitement, but it could actually add to it. Um, and then I've thought about the Picasso quote, like, learn the rules so that you can break them yeah. a little bit. Uh, like, love that. learning how, you know, how to operate safely. And then, and then you can go from there um, as opposed to just, you know, going... At, like, I just picture this kind of, like, bouncy ball, like, yeah. all yeah. over the yeah. place. Yeah. That real, like, mm-hmm. manic kind of mm-hmm. up here high energy that I'm like, ah, come down, please. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, we've gone through all nine numbers, and I just want to say... Brittany teaches uh, yoga in Chattanooga at the Sports Barn and at Yoga Landing. And she also is going to be launching a private practice as a therapist soon. 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 It's on the horizon. And I highly recommend her. So when the private therapy practice comes to be, I'm going to be referring to you. And I will let people know if they contact me. Um. I'll give them her information again. It's not open yet, but it's on the horizon. She's already said it. She's already yeah, given so I'm voice. Claiming it. <laughs> I'm claiming it for me. Thanks much in part to Christy and lots of other very supportive people in my life. But yes, yeah. growing and changing and moving and all that kind of stuff. I'm excited. Well, we're so proud of you, and thank we're you. so thankful for your time today. So thank you. Thank I could do this for three more hours. Yes. I know. It's so well, fun. you have to come back then. You have to love to have you. Don't tip me. Don't tip me with a good time. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. Stay tuned after this word from our sponsor for a meditation led by Brittany. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For meditation today, I'll be incorporating some words of Melody Beattie from her book, Journey to the Heart. 
wherever you find yourself in this moment, find a way to connect to your body, whether you can take a moment to find a seat or place your hand to your heart, another hand to your belly, or simply noticing any sensation that you might be experiencing in this moment, like your feet walking down the aisle at the grocery store, wherever you're listening to this. See if you can find a way to get connected. I'll take a deep breath in. Let it go. Anger ranks high on the list of perplexing, troubling emotions. We want to be kind and loving, but then suddenly we feel a jolt in our heart, an edge to our voice. Something has been tapped deep inside. Maybe it's a chunk of old anger, something we weren't conscious of or safe enough to feel back then. Maybe it's current. Something has come into our lives today and our reaction is anger. Not feeling anger won't make it go away. Its energy will still be there, pounding away inside us and in subtle ways, pounding away at others too. Until we acknowledge our anger, feel it and release it, it will keep us off balance on edge, feeling irritable. We need to give ourselves permission to feel all of our emotions, including our anger. Anger can be a guide, can help us decide where to go and where not to go, can help us get to the next place in our lives, feeling and expressing our anger in appropriate ways can take us forward to a place of power within ourselves. So let yourself feel angry when anger is what you really feel. And get the anger out of your head and move it through your body. Once that's happened, you'll feel clear. You'll know what to do next. The path to your heart, to your inner voice will be opened. Sometimes feeling angry is exactly what we need to do next. Take a big breath in through your nose. Let it go. Take these last moments to connect with whatever may have shown up for you as you listen to those words. Without any judgment, or story needing to change and fix it, simply allowing to sit with yourself and be present for whatever sensations, whatever feelings, whatever emotions showed up for you in that moment and in this moment now. for joining me for this moment of mindfulness today.